Attention lovers of mysteries, I certainly count myself as one. In recent years, I've become flat-out addicted to British and Scottish mystery novels, movies, and TV shows. And the natural extension of those is a game that allows me to experience the mystery instead of just reading it or watching it. Don your own detective hat in June's Journey, a free, hidden-object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. It's set in the glitz and glamour of the Roaring Twenties, and you play as June, deciphering clues and uncovering secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. New chapters are added to the game each week, and you can personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. Download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi everyone, I'm back with another episode of Legends Light. Two quick things before we get started. If you haven't seen this on our social media, massive thank you to everyone who voted to nominate us for People's Choice Awards. We made it. We've officially been nominated in the Storyteller Drama category. So we have one last favor. Please now vote for the actual award at www.podcastawards.com in the Storyteller Drama category, vote for Legends of the Old West. We would be extremely, extremely grateful and please let us know on our social media when you voted. Also, I wanna give a quick shout out to our friends at Jumboy Media and their show Laughs from the Past. We love to support our fellow history buffs and their show is full of interesting historical stories and it's funny two things we love. So check out Laughs from the Past next time you're looking for a great history show. So today for Legends Light, if you follow our social media, you're well aware Chris and I are big fans of whiskey. And this may be bold, but we do consider ourselves connoisseurs and we are not won over easily. On Legends Light, we want to start profiling some of our favorites and we prefer they have a tie to the Old West, obviously. So, no better place I can think of to start than High West Whiskey. Joining me on the show today is Terry Ginsberg. He's held the titles of whiskey expert and a whiskey ambassador. But whatever his title, the information he shared with me about whiskey and High West is genuinely fascinating. And I'd be lying if I said there wasn't a little taste testing involved during this conversation. So if you're settled in for the evening and not planning on driving anytime soon, sip along with us. Here's my conversation with Terry Ginsberg. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples, especially at this time of year when I'm getting crushed by allergies. In Arizona, we have these wonderful trees called Palo Verde trees. They have yellow flowers that look nice, but produce yellow pollen that makes me cough and sneeze and makes my eyes so itchy I almost can't stand it. 
Luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. So Terry, thank you so much for having us here today at the High West Nelson Cottage. We're not at the distillery, we're not at the saloon, but we're at the (laughs) Nelson Cottage. So thank you so much for being here. We're excited to talk about High West. We, obviously on our show, Legends of the Old West, it's very, very important to us. A big reason we started the show was to keep the spirit of the American West alive. And in the show, we wanted to delve into whiskeys of the West. And so we thought that High West was the perfect way to start, given that you share our mission. So thank you for joining us today. And, and we're glad to have you here too. Thank and there's actually a lot of park, we're in Park City, Utah. So Nelson Cottage, there's a lot of uh, history, Park City history involved with this building, which is uh, why we call it the Nelson Cottage. And actually, so yeah, give us a little bit of that history. Well, Colonel Eliza Nelson were one of the founding families of Park City. Oh, they were. So the building is not a Stark, but the people are a Stark. So they had seven children. This was built by their youngest daughter in 1925. So it actually uh, used to be a home at one time. We naturally gutted it, added a kitchen in the back to do. So we do mostly private affairs. But the other great thing we do here is whiskey paired prefix dinners here. Which you're which setting I, up for right now, which exactly is pretty right. amazing. So we pair whiskey with food. You know, a lot of people have had wine pairings with food, even beer pairings with food, but right. very few people have had whiskey pairings with food. That's really and true. being a distillery, that makes us feel underappreciated, okay? <laughs> so that's what that's why we do that's what we do is and one of our mottos here at High West was actually said by Mark Twain, which is my favorite saying in the world, that too much of anything is bad. But too much good whiskey is barely enough, okay? (laughs) So that's what we're trying to do here, try to keep people, uh, educate people, and educate people with whiskey and food because we use, our chefs use whiskey to cook with food too. Well, that's amazing. And then your just mission, the mission for High West is what? Okay, first of all, our mission at High West is to make the best whiskey we can make. Yes. And to share our love with whiskey with our customers and naturally, welcome to our home here in the West. Uh, we're high up in the West. We're at 7,000 feet here right now. Right. Uh, which is how we came up with our name, High West. Right. I don't know if you've seen our logo, it's yes. a horseshoe. Yes. So our two doors down is where our distillery is and our saloon is. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's made up of two historic buildings, an old livery stable built in 1907, and then a house built in 1914, uh, both built by Ellsworth Beggs, who was a master carpenter. So the delivery was still had a dirt floor when we took it over. Oh, wow. And when we were doing the renovation, uh, we actually found this big horseshoe in the floor there. Oh my and gosh. that inspired our logo to be High West. Wow. So that saloon that's just a couple doors down from us, that's the original place that High West Saloon. That's where saloon, we started. So we original. have a delivery stable wow. and Mr. Beggs' house there. And then we connected them with the still in between the two of them. 
Amazing. And so we call we call one side the livery side and one side the saloon side. And they're both still open for business. Absolutely. Right there. Absolutely. Right. So, so we'll be going the, down there after this. This uh, December will be our 10th year. We've wow. Been good this year, so. so let's go back to the beginning. So David Perkins is the founder of High West. That's and exactly right. You, and you, Terry, have been with High West from the beginning. You've been here I for have. 10 years. So tell us the story a little bit about how did David Perkins come up with High West? You know what? It was just by chance. Okay. Um, David Perkins was a biochemist. Okay. But he spent time in Colorado. He loved the West. He loved the mountains. And so they moved from California here because they just loved the vibe of Park City. Right. So he and Jane, his wife, actually went to a wedding in Kentucky and decided to visit a distillery there. And being a biochemist, he saw distillation. Uh, Jane's great-grandfather was a distiller. Oh, So yes. they had that in their blood about yes. whiskey and everything. And... Um, so Dave said, well, you know what? I can do this. Right. And so the, the master distiller there took him under his wing for about six months. And then Dave came back to Park City and got 50 investors to put it, put up 100 grand. And we started out with $5 million in uh, two, late, late 2009, early 2010. And that's how uh, High West got started. We're actually the first legal distillery in Utah since the 1870s. So it's been a long time coming. So I find that fascinating, the first legal distillery since 1870. So let's back up a little bit to pre-1870. So what was the landscape like? I mean, there was certainly whiskey here, there were distilleries here, then it wasn't legal and now it became legal. So give me a little bit of the history. Well, there was always distilleries and, you know, Distilleries being legal wasn't a big deal back in those days, right, right. but whiskey was a big deal back in those days. Right. And you know, if you started a town out west here, the first building you built was going to be a saloon. <laughs> Not just because of whiskey, because that, that's where you would eat dinner. Right. That would be the town hall. That right. was the focal point of the whole town. Okay. I learned that. So saloon actually <laughs> means large room. I learned mm -hmm. that on your website. I actually, I don't think I'd actually known that fact. So very interesting. Okay, continue. And so, and so uh, whiskey was very important. I was, you know, it right. was tough to live out here. Right. <laughs> and even, even up until prohibition time, people thought as whiskey being medicinal. Right, And right. the thing about whiskey is when you drink it, you feel better. That's so true. naturally, people out west, you need you need to chill out a little bit. So they would go into saloons because they had a hard day or right. hard weeks or hard months before they even see towns again. I think people so still do what, that now. <laughs> that's right. That's right. They still do because whiskey's really important for everything. Right. So um, so whiskey was always popular out west. Uh, people made their own whiskey. A lot of it was brought from the east. Okay. Out, yep. out here uh, because people really didn't know how to make whiskey. Oh, so all the immigrants came out west. So, you know, at our restaurant, people ask us what our cuisine is out there. And really, it's all over the world because America was started by people all over oh, the world. That's true. Chinese, Italians, Irish, Scottish right. and everything. Right. So our cuisine is is all over. Everything. The, that's right, because we do. So that's what made up the West. So the West was always different people. Uh, in this room here, you got a few pictures behind us you can see right now. This was actually part of the King's survey. Uh, it's wow. the first time they photographed the West. Really? Uh, and Mr. O'Sullivan took these photographs in this room here at Nelson College. We have lots of these photographs around here. And then he took the photos back east, and that was the first time people back east saw what the West looked like. And then you want every, everyone wants to come to the West at that now, point. But people did come out West a long time ago right. uh, in the early 1800s because uh, the top hat was the hat to wear in those right. days. And that was made from beaver. 
Okay. Okay. Well, in the east, they trapped all the beaver. Oh. So the trappers moved out west because that's where the beaver was. Oh, the problem was there was nowhere to sell it, the beaver pelts. They would have to go all the way back to St. Louis. That was the closest place that they could sell their goods, sell their beaver pelts. So why is that? Um, so what they did is what well, we named our first whiskey, our Rendezvous Rye here. This is our Rendezvous Rye. This is um, this is a whiskey that made our company. Actually, this was your inaugural whiskey. This is a, in 2008. This was named top 10 new rye in the world. So this basically put us on that. So Rendezvous was actually a place <clears throat> that they that they would give. It was a little camp they set up, and the, and all the trappers could come there and sell their pelts, and then okay. have to go way back east to do it. The first one was up. Up, right up in Wyoming there. Okay. Uh, it was around 1825, 1826. Right. Uh, it lasted for about a week. And okay. And then, then, then it came back for the next year. The next one was in northern Utah in Cache Valley. Okay. That was the first time they had brought whiskey to the rendezvous. So they didn't start lasted, bringing it, whiskey to the rendezvous. To the second year. Second year, and okay. And it lasted a month instead of a week. <laughs> so we figured that's why whiskey started. That's, that's why we named our new product. And actually, there's a room in our uh, saloon next door we call the Rendezvous Room. So yeah. the Rendezvous Room, and you have the Rendezvous Rye. So the biggest mistake was not having whiskey as a part of this rendezvous trade with the pelts. And so they, actually, they quickly the whiskey learned. Helped, bring, helped bring the trappers out there. So, And that's really how people started coming out west for, was trapping, right. trapping beaver. Right, right. Everything. So clearly, whiskey makes everything better, well, is what no, we we've learned. So. We okay. think so, yeah. All right, great. <laughs> so we've got a number of whiskeys in front of us. I wish everyone could see this right now. We'll certainly take some pictures, but this is really a slice of heaven to be looking at with all these amazing well, whiskeys in front so of too. us. So this is basically what we call our core four. Okay. So these are our four of our whiskeys that we have all the time. Okay. And these are the ones that we actually promote all the time. We have certainly have eight or ten other whiskeys that we come out with that we use year-round. But these are the ones you'll always see no matter who sells High West. Well, and what and I love about High West is the tie to the Old West in every single one of these core four, at least, is that they're all named for very specific reasons and very specific purposes. And so talk to us about the American Prairie bourbon and how okay. that got its name. So American Prairie, if you could see this, it's a pronghorn antelope that's on the front of it. Okay. So um, actually, American Prairie Reserve is yes. a conservation group that is buying up open space in eastern Montana to preserve, but there's a couple of species that are getting endangered over there. One right. of them is the grouse, and that's just for population. Right. The other one is the pronghorn animal, antelope, yeah. which is actually the fastest land animal in North America. Oh, wow. The problem with the pronghorn is they have a long migrating area. They can migrate up four to 500 miles a year, but they cannot jump over fences. Really? And that's why they're becoming endangered. Oh. So American Prairie Reserve is actually buying land and connecting private old private lands that they own with public lands to make this open space for the pronghorn and they're taking down all the fences and the barriers that they can't go around. So they can survive. So, so they preserve an open space, which is what anybody that lives out west, that's what we love, open space. Absolutely. So we actually give 10% of our profits at American Prairie to American Prairie Reserve because they're doing such a worthwhile thing. Well, I'm going to say cheers to that because that's what we American have. this is American Prairie we're cheers. drinking right now. <laughs> So actually what I'm going to do is I like to just kind of rotate my glass and cover a bigger area here. Oh, that's interesting. Because okay. one thing, we have these special glasses called Glen Carn. Right. You notice the top is smaller than the bottom? Yes. That's because you try to confine whiskey vapors, which hang up just over the whiskey itself. So if you swirled whiskey, what's going to happen? 
It's gonna. It's gonna come out. Yeah. Okay. So instead of swirling, I'll just rotate it to cover a more surface area. Okay. And another big mistake people do when they drink whiskey is they'll stick their nose right in the whiskey like they do wine. Right. Problem with that Don't is whiskey's that. a lot stronger than wine. Right. So it has a tendency to burn your nose. Oh. Then you won't then be you able to taste. taste anything. Okay, that's a problem. So I got my own special way to do it. Instead of using my nose, I'm actually going to use my mouth. So I can take a deep breath. I'm going to go like this. I can take a deep breath. I'll actually taste it before I smell it. And you're oh, using two sensories instead of one. So just try that and see if you don't get it on your palate like that. And then take a small oh sip gosh. and just swish it around all your mouth just to make sure you cover all. The, and that's how, that's how we like to do it. Okay, this everybody way. make sure you check out our social media because we're going to do a video demonstration of what just happened because I'm never drinking whiskey <laughs> and let, and let me just tell you this. That was amazing. This is just one way to drink whiskey. You know, the main thing you need to worry about is burning your nose, sticking it right. too close. Right. Well, that was just um, life changing. Thing, so one we're thing that have I to... always tell people, which is I'm, I'm pretty strong about, is is that drink whiskey the way you enjoy it. Right. That's the only thing I care about. Right. Don't let somebody else tell you this is the only way to drink whiskey. That's right. not true. Right. All I care about is people who's enjoying their whiskey. To me, that's the right way to drink. Well, I st I'm still tasting this, and yeah. I, this is that was amazing. So we're going to demo that. So a lot of sweetness because it's bourbon. Yes, yeah. yes. That's and so one thing that I want to mention that I also just think to give the um, the scale of how big this reserve is that you guys are giving ten percent of the proceeds to. So combined, when this is done, and correct me if I'm wrong, it is going to be bigger than Yellowstone, Yosemite, and Grand Teton National Parks combined. That's exactly right. It's, That's about, amazing. it's a little bit bigger than Rhode Island is right now. Wow. But, but it's, still, it's still growing, and it's still growing. And Montana's a huge state, and they're in the eastern part there. So they, they're going to grab as much land as they can to, to preserve these animals. So when people buy American Prairie <laughs> Bourbon... They are giving back to this reserve. Absolutely. That's very, Absolutely. that's Which such is a cool story. important because yeah. they need money to buy this land. Right, right. That's amazing. So, then, so once they buy the land, nothing will ever be there again. And I can guarantee it tastes amazing. That's what we just had a sip of. So <laughs> I'm a fan. I will be buying it. Absolutely. Okay. So now, so going into, so we talked about Rendezvous. We talked about American Prairie. Tell me a story about Campfire. I okay. love that name. Well, Campfire, um, I can't remember, one of our distillers just came up with it. It's kind of like, uh, we always like to try different ways of drinking whiskey, and, and sometimes we'll age whiskeys in different types of barrels. But right. our forte as a distillery is to blend different straight whiskeys together. Okay. As we start with from the very beginning, and nobody else does it but us. I was just going to say, that's so an interesting, that's an interesting process. Is, is like the ultimate blend of whiskeys. It's the world's only blend of a rye, a bourbon, and a scotch. The world's only blend. That's right. So wow. three different whiskeys. In, Say them again. Up, rye, bourbon, and scotch. Wow. So, okay. Now we call it campfire because the scotch has got like a little smoky taste to it. Mm -hmm. And once you drink it, and we had a hard time naming this whiskey. It also took us about six months to come up with the name. And how we actually came up with the name is one of our distillers went camping one weekend. <gasps> And they were sitting by the fire and they were drinking whiskey, you know, and they got home and, you know, they smell like smoke. And when he came into work, he says, you know what, this just reminds me of what we just did this weekend. Sitting by the fire, drinking whiskey, 
And, that, and that's how we got came up with the name campfire. And when you and when you taste the campfire, it, you get that smoky taste. It does remind you of, of a campfire experience. I love that. That's and and that's that's what I think all of our listeners and what we love is like we love sitting around the cozy campfire. We love sit, drinking our whiskey, telling stories. I mean, we're tor- we're storytellers at heart. That's what we do. And every story is told best with a glass of whiskey. We feel so. I mean, that's an amazing cozy environment and setting. So campfire whiskey when you're in that cozy setting, I love. And then on your website, I absolutely love this, that it's enjoyed it's enjoyed best with s'mores or good-looking strangers. Right. So grab a good-looking stranger, grab some s'mores, and drink some campfire, and tell some stories. Well, one thing about whiskey, all whiskey goes good with chocolate. That's true. That's because true. Because the two yeah. main flavors you get from um, whiskey barrels, white up barrel, is vanilla and caramel. Right, what right. What goes better than vanilla and caramel than chocolate? Right. So s'mores are just natural. Nope. Yeah, well, absolutely. So talk, talk to me a little bit about your barreling process. So do you, do you, how long do you age the whiskey? Well, it or is it, 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 it's a wide range okay. of age in here. Yeah. Uh, if it's a straight whiskey now, we have straight whiskey laws in the United States. Oh, okay. So if you want to call a straight whiskey, you have to meet certain criteria. Okay. The first one would be in the mash room where everything starts out. You know, whiskey starts out as a beer. Right. That's oh. what whiskey is, distilled beer. Okay, okay. So you need to make your beer, and you make your beer from grains, different types of grains. Right. And that's how you change the way your whiskey tastes, is you change the grains, you change the amount of grains. But there are strict laws when you make straight whiskeys, because if it was a rye, your mash needs to start at a minimum of 51% rye. Oh, wow. If okay. it was a bourbon, it would be 51% corn. Oh, Then okay. you have to be aged at least two years in a brand new charred American white oak barrel. So those are straight whiskey laws. And the barrel has to be charred. It has to be charred, it has to be American white oak, and it has to be brand new. And for at least two years, those are straight whiskey laws. Now, if you're not planning on making a straight whiskey, you don't have to hear those laws. We made these straight whiskey laws a long time ago. The federal, when federal government, we're talking about 1908 or something like that, because people were making bad whiskey. (laughs) <laughs> we can't people, have that. Well, people were had methanol in your spirit. People were going blind. They were dying. Oh, my from gosh. Whiskey and everything. This is serious. That's so very this, serious. So this, okay. this, this law came out. You had to say exactly what was in the whiskey, what the proof was, how old it was. And, that, and, and so only straight whiskeys are made in the United States. You can't make them anywhere else. So that is basically our type of whiskey. Wow. Just like Scotch is Scotch. And Irish whiskeys are Irish. Straight whiskeys are American whiskeys and everything. That's amazing. I didn't. I don't. <sighs> don't think I really knew, understood how the. I knew the charred barrels, but the white oak and everything else. That's fascinating. Yeah. So, and actually, Scotch. Some Scotch distilleries own white oak forests here in the United States because they, they don't want to ever run out of wood for the barrels. That's uh, because that's a key element. And you're, so what Scotch is done, one thing. Yeah. That, yeah. One thing that Scotch is like is Scotches and Irish whiskeys are one of the few whiskeys that are aged in used barrels, and they used love barrels. bourbon barrels. Oh, really? So that's where we sell our barrels. We sell them Scotch and Irish whiskeys. No yeah. way. Yeah. So, so why is it that they love the used barrels? They like because they like the flavors that the bourbon. Uh, okay. Because the bourbon will soak into the barrels. Right. Then when they use their Scotch, they'll get some of those in. So that's that's another reason why. That's fascinating. Why whiskey makers and all these new now that we're trying new types of barrels to age our whiskey in because it right. gives you a little bit different experience. But whiskey was always strong in the West and especially up here in Park City. Right now, Park City was a silver mining town for years and years and years. Right. Okay. Right. So the miners now this is where all because Utah is mostly Mormon. Sorry mm-hmm. about the Mormon for sure. Yeah. Uh, Mormons don't drink. Right. Okay. Right. Right. Um, but actually, Brigham Young had the first still in Utah. It, that's interesting. Uh, researchers found that out. And wow. they, um, and, um uh, they found out also that he 
disclaim actually using the steel, even though there was a whiskey street down in Salt Lake City. I read that. Were, but, he, but he said, he, no, he never used the steel. And it always reminded me of when Clinton said, yeah, but I didn't inhale. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. it was made a funny story. But Park City were miners, okay? These were tough right. guys. Right. So all the bars, all the brothels were up here. And the are either Got down it. in Price, which is in southern Utah. Right. So this, so whiskey was very strong up here. Right. And right. actually, we still and it, Park City went broke three different times, but they kept finding mounds in here. And actually, uh, Colonel Nelson actually known, owned one of the biggest silver mines. This in Park City Mountain Resort, the Silver King Coalition mine. And he so, actually owned that. And Colonel Nelson, I assume, is that with the cottage that we're sitting in is named after. That's okay. exactly right. So okay. Colonel Eliza Nelson founded. One of the founding families of Park right, City. Right. Very wealthy people. Um, they actually donated the land to build the first hospital here. Oh my gosh. Their oldest daughter was the first head nurse there. Oh wow. And their youngest son was in Teddy Roosevelt's Rough Riders. Really? So it's a really cool family that own this place here. And we actually have a, a photograph of Colonel Eliza Nelson in this place here. Oh, we'll, so we'll take a picture. So we're very, very proud about this building here. So Silver Mining Town, that's what came, brought people out west here. And that's how Park City got to be popular. Uh, right. Then, then it came the mountains. Now now we run out of silver. Now we have the mountains to attract all our peoples here. But still one thing, if you stay here, are you going to stay here tonight? Oh, yeah. 10 o'clock tonight downtown, you'll hear a horn go off at 10 o'clock. That was to let the miners know it was time to leave the bars and go home so they could be to work on time the next morning. Oh, that's interesting. Now it's a horn to let people know, get out, go to the bars. Yeah, it's They're 10 o'clock every night. <laughs> yeah. that's, we'll have to listen for that tonight. That's awesome. Okay, so we've got one more that's in front of yeah, us, which, double is, rye. which is actually, so Rendezvous Rye is our highest rated whiskey, but oh. the Double Rye is our number one selling whiskey. Oh, it is? Why and is that? I, and it, well, the Double Rye, because we make most of our rye cocktails with Double Rye. Okay. The greatest thing, that that's actually one of my favorite whiskeys because uh, we call it Double Rye because we're building a very young rye, like a two-year-old. Right which is really, really spicy, which is what I like. Right. Then we blend it with very old whiskeys. So actually, um, we blend it with one of our four to seven-year-old whiskey. So it'll really be spicy right up front, which is ryes are known for. Mm -hmm. So ryes are made mostly from rye, they're spicy. Bourbon, so maybe as we had today, mostly from corn. So they're sweeter tasting whiskeys. Oh, interesting. So okay. th that's why I love this whiskey. So that's actually our number one seller. So that goes what I call for. So it's American Prairie, Double Rye, Rendezvous, and Campfire is what we call our core for. Okay, so then I got to ask you one last question about your cocktails. I was looking on your website, some of your specialty cocktails. So what is your number one cocktail? Dead Man's Boot. Dead Man's Boot. It was, so what's in that? Well, it's rye whiskey, tequila, lime juice, and ginger beer. And a couple of years ago, it was named number one cocktail in Park City. So, and so, how does it get his name, Dead Man's Boot? We actually just came into our general store, and uh, the girl uh, who came up with with the uh, cocktail herself. So we had these old boots in there. Yeah. From old Dead Man. So this sounds kind of worse, and that's and that's how we got it. And that is our number one selling cocktail. I love that. So in all of your bars, you sell the Dead Man's Boots. That's it. That's it. And our, and our lemonades, our whiskey lemonades. Your whiskey, whiskey lemonade. Whiskey and vodka okay. lemonades. Oh, so it's got vodka in it as well. We do, we do it both ways. Okay. And we make our own lemonade, which is why it's so good. So it's oh, like of course. A, it's like a mold lemonade. So we take like a simple syrup. Right. And we put vanilla beans, nutmeg, cinnamon, and clove in there, cook it down. Then it's one part that, one part lemon juice, part and half water. Oh, we're then not we talking it. just... And we put a nice mint leaf on top too. Of course you do. So yeah. we're not talking just sugar and lemons and water anymore. No, it's really, it's like a mold lemonade and it tastes really good hot. And it's a, so, and it's, it matches our older cocktails. 
we first started, and it's just still, those, those three cocktails are our top three cocktails. Now, we do change our cocktails every six months. Oh, you uh, do? We have oh, a company wow. competition. Now, I'm in it every year, too. Everybody tries to get their cocktail on the menu. But, we, you know, today now, we, we're starting to make really sophisticated cocktails now. So but, you, our, but our older ones that we made, they're still our number one seller. So everyone who works for High West, can they, they can come up with a cocktail and yeah. you guys all get together and you're trying each other's cocktails and then you have certain ones get on the menu for that month or something. Is that how well, it works? Well, we do it every so, six months. Every six months. Okay. Yeah, so, I mean, okay. if, you, if you come up with a really good cocktail, you can get yours on our menu. Am I part of the High West family now? Can I come up with a cocktail? Absolutely. I love it. I love yeah. it. So we're all family now. Because we always want to change our cocktails. We want to change right. our vibe in there now. You know, uh, when you come into High West, we're going to treat you like you're, you're our family. We want, we want to give you our High West experience, which is the Western experience. So um, my job as Whiskey Ambassador for High West is to give you the best experience that I can give you. But at the same time, I want to give you a little bit of education about whiskey. Absolutely. Because we think the more you know about whiskey, the more you're going to enjoy whiskey. And so when you leave our West restaurant, my mission is going to have to make you a missionary of High West. So you'll tell somebody else and they'll come back in and tell somebody else. And so we always want to give you a, a wonderful experience well, when you come here. We're going to tell a lot of people and I got it. And we're going to end this the way that we started this. And that was you greeting us sitting out front on the shed roof porch as we walked up with an amazing high west greeting and welcoming us and we loved it and we were immediately family we immediately felt like part of the high west family so this has been a very hospitable experience and thank you for the whiskeys thank you for this educational experience and we're certainly going to tell everyone about it and we'll be drinking american prairie and we'll be giving back to the reserve we'll be drinking campfire as we're sitting around with good-looking strangers <laughs> and we'll be drinking your specialty cocktails. So, Terry, thank you so much well, for I your time. Well, I did my job. Too. Now you're a missionary too, right? I'm a missionary. I love it. Well, thanks for coming. Thanks no, very much. Thank we you so much. You. And we'll wrap this up so we can get to cocktailing. Okay, doke. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, Terry. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Terry, for the enlightening conversation and make sure to check out our social media for Terry's suggested tutorial on how to drink whiskey. If you find yourself in Utah, check out the High West Distillery, the Saloon and the Nelson Cottage where we're sitting right now and plan to enjoy dinner here with a whiskey pairing. Also, if you're listening to our Black Sox scandal season on Infamous America right now, you know what Chris has been working on. But within a couple weeks, he'll be back here with an update for our next season of Legends of the Old West, which I promise you will be a big one. Finally, please remember to vote for us at www.podcastawards.com for the best podcast in the storyteller drama category. See our social media feed for details, and we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.